This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And today's episode takes us to South Africa, where I'm joined by the chairman or soon to be retired chairman of the Shop SA Trade Association, Hans Service. Hans, hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of OPI Talk. Hi, good morning, Andy. Nice to talk to you and nice to see you again. Yeah, we're doing this on Zoom so we can see each other. It's good good to see you. A little bit of background. I think we first met in 2009 when I was on a family holiday in South Africa and I thought well, if I'm going all the way to South Africa I'll, I'll try and go and visit a, an office products company and I got in touch with you and you, you very kindly showed me around your, your facility in, in, in Durban and then I guess we've kind of kept in touch on and off over yeah. the years since yeah. then so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to see you. Tell, tell us, tell our listeners just a, a little bit about your, your background. And your career? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to. I don't want to keep the business too long. Uh, it's it's probably, you know, when 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 you get to my to my second retirement, <laughs> it's a, I'll I'll be brief. You know, I I, I left uh, Germany uh, when I was when I was twenty um, and spent some time in South Africa. I I, I just wanted to see what uh, what the place was like. Uh, then. Uh, went back after a year and a half, joined BASF, the chemical company, who after three years, they thought my English was quite good. They said, look, we need somebody in South Africa. And they, they sent me out here, which I was very happy about um, because I wanted to come back. I'd sort of fallen in love with the country at the time. And um, yeah, spent some time with, with BASF here. Uh, mainly in the shipping and logistics uh, part or at the part department. Um, and then uh, I met, I met uh, a chap from Faber-Castell at, at a, uh, a marketing uh, course in Cape Town. And um, subsequently, they offered me a job, which looked interesting. So I decided to change careers and, and uh, joined Faber-Castell for about a year and a half as, as manager in the inland region. Uh, and then Eselte approached me. Um, their GM was moving to, to Australia and they needed somebody. So um, yeah, I joined Eselte at, at the time, spent quite some time uh, with them. Obviously, regular visits to the UK the head office at Buckingham Gate, you wave to the Queen every now and then. <laughs> um, and then the Waltons Group bought Iselte, and the reason being um, the world uh, applied sanctions uh, against South Africa, and being a Swedish company, they, they couldn't, they couldn't mm. maintain a presence in South Africa. So um, we, the group, there were two parts, the label group and the stationery division, mm. Dymo. Mm. And uh, they, uh, Waltons, uh, who was then already the biggest retailer in South Africa, office products retailer, uh, bought us. And um, I decided to stay with them uh, because uh, they allowed me to, 
to run the business independently as, as an importer and wholesaler. Uh, we had to change the name to Statmark. And obviously our starting brand was the Acelte products. And I managed to get Stabilo on board. And that's where the Statmark business started. And years later, Walton's was taken over by, and the group was taken over by Bidvest, which was one of the largest listed uh, diverse companies in South Africa, yeah. even at the time. And they, uh, same approach, uh, their whole business model was each company, each business they bought, if they're happy with the management, kept running on its own uh, and as an independent unit. Uh, Walton's remain our biggest uh, customer, uh, but it was totally um, hands-off in terms of uh, group influence. And after that, the business, uh, I mean, obviously, Walton's had quite a few stationary businesses in the group. One of them was Silveray, mm. the largest paper converter, exercise books, etc. Mm. And that's the factory you and I went yeah. to uh, mm. in Durban, although our head office was in Johannesburg. And they, they asked me to merge our company, um, Statmark, with Silveray, or put Statmark into Silveray, and I became the MD of, of Silveray, which was about, 90, about 2005. Mm. And uh, we, Silveray, Statmark, were, and probably are still, the largest stationary distribution company in the country. I subsequently retired in, in, in 2011, and not much later, the, the uh, stationery, the then uh, shop is a stationery association approached me and said, look, we need, we need a more independent chairman, somebody that's not directly involved anymore. Yeah. Um, but you, you, so that's how, that's how I, I joined them. Okay. Um, and yeah, I expected this to be a fairly short, when I say short, <laughs> limited time period not realizing at the time uh, how under what kind of pressure the association was okay um, yeah, tell, tell us more about that what what uh, what, what what were those pressures then and why why had they arisen yeah uh, they, it, it, it had as i said it had started some time before uh, and it, it all starts with financial pressure the association was run well membership was good uh, income from uh, advertising, particularly in uh, they, what they call, call my office magazine, a printed uh, magazine was quite uh, large. Mm. Every year or every second year, they printed the stationery catalog for all the independent dealers, conferences, what, what one would normally always associate mm. with an association, um, but something had started to, uh, to, to change. And um, the first was, of course, the cost of printing a magazine on a monthly basis was huge. Mm. Secondly, the distribution cost of that magazine became horrendous. Uh, and they, they published about 10,000 copies. They had a big office with 20 odd people, an editor, you name it very, very well organized. But 
advertising started to dwindle because of the cost, I think. And so soon uh, the board then realized that the income stream that kept the association going, not, not the membership piece mm. um, as such, started to become a, a problem. Then it was decided in, in 2013 that we have to uh, switch to a, a digital version of uh, the printed magazine. Okay. And that resulted in, in a split uh, in, in the operation because what the board realized in myself at the time was that uh, we just didn't have the expertise in-house to make that uh, change. So we did a deal with, with an, uh, an outside company, moved the newsletter and digital uh, business over to them with a couple of staff members. And, and what was left in, in the association was really the, the driving of uh, what the, uh, the association could still uh, do and, and uh, deal with the membership, communicate with the membership, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, because of the number of, of the shrinking of the operation, my role from organizing board meetings and just coordinating the business became more more uh, more involved, okay. uh, which I didn't mind because I've always enjoyed being a part of the industry. I like the industry. That's why I probably stayed there uh, for so long. Um, and of course, I know the people in the industry. Well, it's changing as well, of course, <laughs> as, time, as time goes as time goes on. Yeah. So that uh, uh, setup or that structure literally continued until this year. Okay. But following that, in, in the time span between 2013, uh, 14, and now, membership numbers decreased. Not much every year, but they decreased. They, why, why was that? My, my, and we're not now talking about the latter part of whatever else happened. Uh, in, in the country, uh, there, there, there were obviously a number of developments. One, dealer groups had already started to, to emerge. Um, and I know you had a podcast a little while ago with my friend Craig Noyle. Yeah. Um, one, two, three dealer groups that, that emerged over time. Uh, some became very strong. And what happened, whatever ind whoever independent retailer or business uh, joined them, didn't see the need to be an individual member of a trade association because they said, well, the dealer group does all that for me uh, uh, and more. Okay. What we did manage to do though is, is keep those uh, group head offices as members and with it extended the individual membership. Okay. But obviously... The, the interest in in shop is a by the individual members decreased, you know, in, in its in itself, and that meant if you had a golf day, guys who people who normally would take part in that golf day <coughs> said no, but we're having one with our dealer group or a conference, etc. Et okay, so there was almost like a, a conflict of interest, if you like, between what Shop SA was trying to do and, and what the dealer groups were doing. 
quite correct. Mm. And and I always I always try to, and I still believe that um, uh, that the two or the three, whoever, can complement each other. Whether that's that's going to help uh, long term, I I don't know. The the biggest support though of, of the industry and uh, the association, and that's still very much there, have always been the suppliers, mm. the vendors. That, uh, and, and uh, as you know, there, there, are, there are some amazing brands and, and companies in South Africa, from Pilot to Pentel to uh, Rexel, you know, which now echoes, and, and all these companies and, and the Silver Ace of this world and others uh, are still very much uh, involved in membership, uh, not so much involved in the running in, of the association. So there, there, there's always been a core which kept the association going, but the digital part of, of, of the publication, again, does not generate the kind of revenue that mm. you need to really go to a level that makes it uh, a really sustainable uh, product. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, presumably, we, we ran a story recently about the appointment of a a new COO, Han, Hanley Delport, and it, it seems like you're bringing back the My Office News publication in-house. So what, what's changed recently that's enabled you to do that? Well, uh, firstly, as I said, I, I, got, I got far more involved in the operation than, than I, I had originally <laughs> hoped for or wanted to, be, uh, to do. So uh, I, I sort of had, had a a 50-50 role in looking after the day-to-day -day business because I didn't have to worry about the publication. And obviously with me telling my friends on the board that end of June is my uh, my D-Day, that's when I'm, <laughs> when I'm really packing up. <laughs> um, a decision had to be made and uh, the decision was, well, we might as well get somebody that can really focus on the daily running and new blood, new ideas coming in without having the history uh, in, 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 in the office products and stationary industry. Mm. Um, obviously, the, 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 the original idea, I suppose, of any association, and, and we publish that regularly, the, the benefits and the objectives. Because often we get the question by members and non-members, what's your value proposition? So in, in terms of the association, you know, none of the objectives uh, that we publish change. It's really to promote and protect the industry, of the industry uh, to provide platforms for networking and cooperation between all the se sectors of the industry to deal with matters of common interest, et cetera, et cetera. The membership certificate still holds uh, uh, a fair value of uh, accreditation, you know, when it comes to tenders, et cetera, mm. et cetera. But I think the shift in new blood coming through across the industry also meant that the, the, the old ways of, uh, 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 meeting and discussing and talking, etc., etc., uh, learning, which was my biggest uh, learning platform, 
when I joined the industry. That's all done online these days. Mm. So we've also changed that. So all our meetings during COVID uh, uh, were were on Zoom. Yeah. Our AGMs suddenly had more participants than a, a live AGM, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Speakers were more accessible. So uh, that shift had had quite a positive impact. And when I say positive, during the COVID period, most members realized the value the association could actually bring to the table uh, in terms of constant information, uh, labor support, government uh, intervention, et cetera, et cetera. So that almost stabilized our membership. So Hanley will now be building on that. And the, the, the key strategy is to make sure that our digital platform becomes more and more accessible, easy, ease of access, and um, change the format of what we are producing uh, on a weekly and monthly basis. Mm. Uh, the, the content of our information has to be far more industry relevant because everybody's bringing out a newsletter telling us the petrol's going up, yeah. this is going mm-hmm. down, et cetera, et cetera. So she, she is very busy uh, setting all, all that up, including a, a, a flip magazine. So the idea of providing product information, company information, et cetera, et cetera, uh, becomes far more wide, widespread and um, yeah and obviously as the, the, uh, the country has opened up again they will be trying live events mm. like you uh, yeah. OPI mm. has, has started and uh, that that's really good it's good to see yeah um, uh, she's also made contact with uh, some overseas uh, associations uh, I was in, in a talk with the Canadian uh, okay. uh, chairman, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, interesting. Um, as much as we are so far apart, and uh, obviously the, the demography and, and, and uh, uh, the countries are different, <laughs> the common thread is is pretty much the same. Uh, I think one of the most successful uh, ones is still the the British uh, the Boss Federation. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they, they they have just managed somehow to, uh, to to keep that going and and maintain uh, maintain the interest. So that that's that's her uh, her, her task. Mm. And um, the, the 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 board, the existing board, will will uh, stay on. Obviously, they'll elect a new chairman at the end of this financial year. Yeah. And um, he is already, we know who it will be, so he is already going to be, uh, he's already quite in, involved. So there is definitely a, a, a security of continuation, but not, not just continuation. Um, I think it, it will just inject new uh, uh, blood uh, into, the, into the whole story. And I think with it, everybody, of course, hopes that the membership will grow mm. because uh, the association has a role to play 
especially in a country like South Africa, where uh, there's a lot of instability uh, on yeah. the economic front. Mm. I don't have to repeat uh, the, the the terrible stuff that happened in terms of, of the riots. Uh, corruption uh, is, is rife, and they're trying hard to, to stop that. And now we, we're expecting another petrol price increase uh, between 2017 and now, uh, the price went from, I can tell you, in euros, from 81 euro cents. Uh, next week, it'll be one rand, uh, one euro 47. Mm. Now, that uh, might not sound a lot in European terms, but in South African terms, where uh, the, the average income is nowhere near British or, or, mm. or German uh, income, it is huge yeah it will have a huge impact on everything uh added to that we had these floods uh, in in natal yeah uh, where we were um and uh that was bad enough now we had another one and uh, the Monday factory paper factory ah. was hmm. put out of action hmm. it was flooded so uh Baltans have issued a force majeure because paper supply is has almost come uh, okay. to a standstill right all of that affects affects uh, uh, the, the industry and yeah. you know when you have a business when when your macro environment uh, puts huge pressure on you it's it's hard to sort of get involved in association objectives and and goals yeah. and all yeah. the association can do and that's that's part of Hundley's uh, uh, job is is to support the, the membership what's the what's the relationship like now with the groups has that improved or evolved recently it, it it's sort of 50 50 <laughs> um one of them pulled out the other two will hopefully become more involved yeah. uh, in, in doing what I suggested many times is to complement each other, which um, uh, Hanley hopefully yeah. will manage to, to achieve. But it, it'll always be a bit of a volatile relationship purely because there are conflicting issues. Yeah. And, and the, the, one, of the, one of the negatives in South Africa, unlike other countries, is nobody, if you ask me for the size of the market, we, we don't have numbers. We, we have no statistics. Right. The members and the non-members, nobody will provide any information. You know, in my day, when we knew we were market leaders with certain products, you could sort of extrapolate from there and um, make some assumptions. But um, if you ask me, what's the size of the market? And I've had questions like that from overseas uh, yeah. suppliers and, mm. and, and brands. You know, we'd like to get to South Africa. What's the size, et cetera, et cetera. And I had to say, you know, I can give you the biggest thumb suck, but <laughs> <laughs> That's nowhere near uh, uh, what what it could be. And yes, we know our economy has been stagnating to a large degree, 
uh, our growth is hovering around, I think, two and a half percent, if we're lucky. And they're hoping to achieve five percent. And with it, part of COVID and now our unemployment rate is huge. Mm. It's huge. <sighs> And, and all of that has an effect on consumption, et yep. cetera, et cetera. Yep. Yep. But having said that, uh, in, in, in every month, I write a little uh, monthly comment. The one thing that, that, is, that has been constant, and that's the resilience of the industry. Yeah, that's something, something we've seen, seen around the world. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. When, when you look at your members, especially on the supplier side, are, are, are they what we would call traditional stationary and office products companies yes. and brands? Are, are you looking outside to the adjacent categories? Because obviously the resellers are not just selling these traditional core products. They're, they're expanding into cleaning and hygiene and break room yeah. and uh, all those kinds yeah. of things. Is your, is your membership evolving? With, with the times, yes. if you like, like that, or at least are you looking at evolving the membership? Yeah, they, they, they do. It hasn't been as big as in, in other parts of, of the world, but definitely they're, they're looking and have introduced Jansan uh, and all the different uh, categories that could go into an office like they have done worldwide. But mm. I don't think on the same scale. Uh, yeah. Office furniture has become a fairly large uh, part of, of diversification for what you would call traditional stationers and those that that, that could handle it. Mm. Um, but it, it's it's not at the same scale as uh, let's say in America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there there are other reasons for that as well. You know, there are huge Jansan suppliers in the country. And they work on contracts yeah. between cleaning and, and supplying the toilet paper, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not that easy, I think, for a station, call it, I call it a station, for an office supplier to, to just break in into that mm-hmm. um, as such. But it will happen. It, it, it'll, they have no option because we know traditional stationery is not a growth factor anymore. Yeah. Um, it will always be needed, but it, it's not what will take a, com- a company uh, uh, to the to the next level. Yeah, 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 yeah. What what about the financial situation now? Are you are you on more solid ground? Has has bringing the the, the publication back in house in terms of advertising revenue is that uh, a plus point for you as well? I think I think it it will be and is a plus point, whether it will uh, uh, give the, the association enough financial uh, uh, background and revenue to to uh, continue over the medium term, that, that, that remains to be seen. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a difficult, it's, it's difficult, mm. but, you know, in all honesty, I, I I would lean towards the positive side than the other way around. Okay. I hope so anyway. All right. Okay, good stuff. And then on a personal level, you, you're obviously stepping down 
effective uh, the 30th of June. What are you going to be doing to, to, to pass the time after that? Well, look, obviously, uh, you know, for the past uh, 15 years, I've been trying to, as you said, in your note, my, my golf game, and you know, it didn't even happen. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we, we, we do have, we, we do have uh, a house on the Indian Ocean. It, it hasn't been flooded, luckily. Um, so we, we intend to spend some time uh, there. And uh, obviously, uh, as, as much as finances allow, uh, uh, every two years, uh, we'll, have, we'll have some overseas, what we call overseas uh, trip. Yeah. I, you know, the beauty about having been involved in this industry for so many years, uh, and you know that um, there are a lot of friendships that have, have developed everywhere, almost every country mm. uh, in, in the world. And many of them I'm still in touch with, or they're in touch with me. So when, when, we, when we go to any of the groups, and... Um, I, I I won't be bored, you know. <laughs> as long as we stay healthy. That's the that's, yeah. That's the thing. You know. Yeah. Well, one of our oldest GM GMs in in South Africa is a guy called Brian Taylor. He runs a, a big independent stationery business. He used to be a GM at Walton's, and last year we celebrated his 80th birthday. Wow. And yeah. I said to him, are you mad? How long are you going to keep on? He said, look, age is just a number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's where we are. Okay. Well, make, make the most of it. Enjoy yourself and uh, all the best. Yeah. And thank you again for, for doing this. Thank, thank you very much. And, and to you personally and, of course, the rest of the OPI team. Uh, I mean, I've known Steve and forever chris exner and all mm. of the guys janet bell you know many 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 times um, and just keep keep doing the good good work that, that you're doing and we won't lose touch good stuff yeah thank you hans take care thanks Andy. if you have got this far then thank you for listening to this episode of opi talk Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.